Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm Paula Thomas, the founder of Let's Talk Loyalty. Today's show is hosted by my colleague, Amanda Cromhaus, the founder of Truth, an international loyalty consultancy firm based in Cape Town, South Africa. If you work in loyalty marketing, make sure to join Let's Talk Loyalty every Tuesday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday to learn the latest ideas from loyalty experts around the world. This episode is sponsored by Epsilon. Today, I'm delighted to announce a unique opportunity for one lucky listener of Let's Talk Loyalty to enjoy a complimentary workshop with the loyalty experts at Epsilon. One brand every month will have the chance for a unique, independent loyalty lab, a review of your loyalty program, where Epsilon will share their expert ideas how to drive your program's performance to a whole new level. This workshop is a powerful way for you to measure and then increase the return on your investment in your loyalty program. So to apply, head over to letstalkloyalty.com forward slash epsilon and enter your details. Today we have the great privilege of chatting to a phenomenal loyalty leader, Chai Aing, who is Head of Marketing and Rewards at Matahari. And they have the Matahari Rewards Programme. It is based in Indonesia, and we have recently heard about the Indonesian market from Domino's interview a few weeks back, but Indonesia being the fourth largest population in the world, and the Matahari brand is a fashion retailer, which is also the largest in Indonesia, which means the Matahari Rewards Program with 7 million active members is the largest retailing loyalty program in Indonesia. So lots of um, the largest either in population, in retailing and in loyalty in today's interview. Aing shares with us the insights they gain and the CRM approach they use in the Matahari Rewards Program with their partnership with Stream Intelligence that they have been in partnership for 10 years and are producing very strategic and operational outputs that really benefit A, the consumer in Indonesia, but B, the Matahari business. She also shares very significantly the focus that they receive from their top management board, and that has resulted in ongoing support, ongoing interest in daily KPIs, and more importantly, ongoing investment into the future of the Matahari Rewards Programme. And it really proves the importance of top executive support of a loyalty initiative. Some of the fantastic results Aing shares with us are along the lines of sales contribution from members within the business that are reaching as high as, well, on average, 80% for the whole business, but are reaching as high as 95% in some of their top stores. So, Aing really shares with us some phenomenal KPIs and a great story of a loyalty success in the Indonesian market. (music) 
So today I'm extremely excited to reconnect with an incredible lady, Chai Aing, who is head of marketing and loyalty for Matahari, which hosts the Matahari Rewards Program. So Aing, welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty. Hi, Hamanda. Hi, all listeners. Thank you for inviting me today. I'm very happy <laughs> get an opportunity to share my knowledge and experience with you. <laughs> well, we're super, super excited to hear your experience because I had the privilege of working with you. I think it's a good five, six, five or six years ago now when Truth yeah, was working with Matahari on the Matahari Rewards Program. And I just knew you'd be able to offer lots of insights. So we're going to be able to unpack that for the listeners of Let's Talk Loyalty. What is ironic, actually, is that you're sitting in Jakarta, which is obviously the capital of, um, am I correct in saying it's the capital of Indonesia? Yes. And yes, only, only two weeks ago, Paula, who owns the Let's Talk Loyalty show, did an interview with Domino's Pizza in Indonesia um, mm-hmm. for the first time hosting a guest from Indonesia. And I think just to repeat some of the stats Paula shared, Your country is fascinating. It has a population of 273 million and it's the fourth biggest in population in the world, which I don't think I appreciated that when we were working together and I had the honor of coming to your wonderful country so Mm -hmm. often. So um, I can't wait to share with the listeners of Let's Talk Loyalty more about how Matahari is doing in the Indonesian market. So you told me previously that Matahari is the biggest fashion retailer in the country which is over 60 years old. So it's really fabulously well-established with over 100, I think you have 148 stores. So um, a lot to share with us today. So before we go any further, there is one traditional question that I'm going to share. I'm going to ask you to share with the audience before we get into the discussion. So from your point of view, Aing, apart from Matahari Rewards, what is your favorite loyalty program? I think uh, because I'm in Indonesia, mostly I like the one who very simple. Just keep it simple in mind because I do love something, uh, you know, straight away uh, to the customers and then they can feel it. They can understand immediately this is a loyalty. So I do love like a special price for member, right? So giving a direct impact to the customer, even though they don't understand loyalty, they can feel the benefit directly. So I like the simple things like that. And I think you mentioned to me when we connected just about this interview, that you had a particular uh, loyalty program in mind that was a hardware store. Is that correct? Mm, yeah, like as hardware did actually, they are uh, uh, very, uh, their promotion, I think is very simple. Uh, they're giving like special price in every product for member, right? Even though less only, a few dollars, but it's quite uh, quite uh, straight away, uh, and so, then member can can enjoy it directly. Yeah, impactful immediately. So it's really yeah, nice to hear fine. you talk about a local program because often we have guests on the show, and it's often a international airline or Starbucks, or so it's lovely to hear a, a local program that you use. It's just simply giving you value off at every time you shop, which is what you want at the end of the day, right? Yes. Aing, I think what I'd really love to start Mm. um, our discussion with is just a little bit about yourself. So um, I got to know you and thoroughly enjoyed working with you and your team, as I said, about six years ago. But since then, you've obviously, you've stayed at Matahari. So you've been at Matahari for quite a while. 
Um, can you give us a little bit more about yourself and your career in the marketing and loyalty world? Uh, actually, not exactly in loyalty based. My background is from banking, retail banking, but I'm developing the credit card business, uh, lending business, funding business, and very familiar with loyalty because uh, we manage credit card uh, program, debit card program, which is in inside that uh, loyalty also being part of the uh, 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 division that I also manage uh, in the banking industry. So uh, being part of that, that Matahari seeing that uh, value me on that part. So they call me and manage their loyalty in 2010. Start managing loyalty in a few years, then they give me a bigger responsibility to manage all marketing, digital, customer service, now also online piece. So now I'm here with uh, 12, almost 13 years this year for Matahari working for marketing and loyalty. Wow, wonderful. 13 years with a brand, it's, you know, it's, it's real commitment. And I think I think what would be super useful as well for the listeners, because um, there's a lot of very much a global show, but I'm not too sure how many listeners understand the Indonesian market. So could you give a little bit of background over and above what I said? I obviously introduced Matahari as the biggest fashion retailer in your country, but maybe a little bit more about Matahari and I think particularly because it'll drive the discussion about loyalty around how the Indonesian market is so value driven. Mm. Yes, actually Matahari itself is a fashion retail in Indonesia. Our target market is like middle, middle up, middle low. And basically we are um, we are we are having so many store uh, from we call it Aceh to Papua or almost in all island that we have. So there is a you know there is a uh, uh, very dynamic uh, retail uh, business because uh, we in the main city, we also in the secondary city, even we are in the small island now. So uh, the mix of customer is very unique. And as you know that Indonesia also is a very consuming uh, market, right? So that's why investor is coming to Indonesia because we are very consumerism. And then uh, Matahari itself, uh, Loyalty, uh, especially for Matahari, we are uh, very, what call it, very dynamic. So in big city, very modern, they understand about the loyalty. But in the secondary city, maybe they don't care about loyalty. But they just know that, okay, I got a benefit. I enjoy yeah. the benefit and I value the benefit. So that's why we we always have a, a tagline that we need to put it as a kiss, keep it simple. So they understand yeah. easy, easily. Without you know longer explanation, what is loyalty about? Even even our own own stuff, yeah, our own employee, right? They they selling our, they introduce our loyalty card, but somehow uh, they we need to educate them what is the loyalty, especially in the secondary city, what is the benefit for the company, something like that. So we try from from scratch uh, building the loyalty in in uh, Matahari. Uh, starting educating our own employee and also our uh, consumers. Yeah, and I think from what you said, it feels to me, and certainly from when, I mean, as again, it was six years ago, I was in the marketplace with you, working with you on the relaunch, but it feels the mm. role that Matahari is playing in Indonesia is almost a very broad loyalty education for the whole country because you're leading the way 
and you have such a big program. You are such a big retailer that you are actually driving this this loyalty movement in the country. I mean, I think the gentleman from Domino's Pizza would argue that because he had some very impressive statistics when he was interviewed with Paula as well. So maybe you guys should connect. We could connect you. <laughs> but um so let's let's start <laughs> let's start talking about Matahari rewards. So I think the program has changed a lot since Truth was working with you. So if you could just give us an overview of the program, how it works, um, is it points based? Does it have tiers and so forth? I think that would be a great introduction to the to the program. Okay. So our Matahari uh, uh, Rewards, uh, we call it uh, MR uh, Rewards. Uh, that's uh, we now currently have a uh, seven million active member. Uh, means active member means uh, at least in uh, twelve months they come and shop one time. Yeah. That's a uh, terminology, right? So, and now we have two type of card. Basically, uh, we call it red and diamond. Red is more, uh, uh, we give it for free. Uh, we are not ch- charge any enrollment fee. And the diamond itself, they need to achieve a uh, uh, certain amount, uh, which is uh, for one year, and they can automatically upgrade become a diamond. And also, if they can spend XX amount, they can directly have a membership, uh, diamond membership. So. That's uh, what we are. We try to keep it simple. Back again, it's only two type of card, but yeah. uh, we are a point base, uh, as you mentioned, and we uh, a customer can redeem their point. The point is uh, uh, equal like a money, so uh, they can exchange or redeem their their point directly to our product, and also for diamond, they can even uh, redeem their point to uh, e-wallet partnership. So they can change the uh, redeem our point with uh, GoPay, Shopee Pay, OVO, other e-wallet partnership in Indonesia. Okay, that's the one. Yeah, the benefit, main benefit for the diamond level. What I loved about our discussion prior to the interview is actually some of the softer benefits you mentioned as well. I think you talked about how the exchange policy is more flexible for, you know, it's exchange policy being a very important part of the Matahari value offer. But if you're a loyalty member, how much more flexible that is um, to really add value to your members. Actually, uh, in every program uh, we did, uh, we try to give a privilege for our member. Uh, policy also including the exchange policy we give more time to them to redeem and also like we're running a coupon voucher anything uh, marketing uh, program we give uh, extra benefit for our member so we try to uh, put it everything default for member you're gonna have something special and uh, also we have merchants uh, merchant across Indonesia, uh, in small islands, small city, and big city, working uh, as our partner, so our member also can get the benefit in, in our merchants like hotels, you know, uh, education center, uh, uh, beauty, skincare, and a lot of other food business also. Yes, you, so from a partnership network point of view, you've got, mm. you said, over hundreds of different merchants. And I love the fact you've yeah. been able to help your more remote located members in some of the islands where maybe Matahari does have a store, but maybe there aren't all the other benefits or all the other there's merchants that can help offer more because they're part of Matahari Rewards. I really like that, the 
innovation around being able to expand your value offering in a in a country that geographically is quite challenging because of the island network that you operate on. So that's fantastic. I what I particularly loved when we worked together was the work you asked us to help with which was around your member engagement plan around how to engage with your customers in a more meaningful way. So please, can you share with the listeners how that has evolved? What do you do in your CRM and your member engagement process? Yes, um, I love working with you <laughs> six years back. So we relaunched the Matahari Reward at that time. And then also we strengthen our CRM, uh, CRM uh, activity, uh, yeah. CRM journey. Basically, now we are more engaging with our members, 7 million members especially. Also the, the labs one, you know, uh, because that's a part of our KPI also in terms of uh, reactivate them back. So for CRM journey itself, we're starting from from their uh, their enrollment right uh, we try to connect it with our um, member actually starting they enroll with us so yeah. we provide a wedding voucher birthday over even that we have like uh, we call it matahari uh, reward special days so we keep connect with them and then we do a segmentation uh, with our uh, 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 CRM, we yeah. our database, we do RFM segmentation, we do customer persona, so we do a targeted uh, promotion for each segment, and then we also starting do the predictive models and uh, built up and doing the big data analysis, monitoring the churn rate, so everything about the the customer behavior, you know, we we, we build that. So we quite invest on that uh, CRM and especially on the marketing spending, we allocate uh, more into our existing base uh, customer. Do you know, I, this is reminding me of how I felt at the time when we worked with you. So just for the audience, um, we were actually introduced, Truth was introduced to Matahari via a company called Stream Intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, right. A few months ago, I interviewed on Let's Talk Loyalty, Dr. Shawful Islam, who was one of the founders of Stream Intelligence. And his interview, if anybody listening to this show today wants to know more about data capability, he's, he's an incredible person to listen to. But what I do remember at the time, and you've just reminded me about what you've said around the predictive modeling and so forth, is working with your, your data capability, which you've outsourced to Stream Intelligence, was absolutely world-class. I remember often quoting that I've never worked with such a slick data approach for a retail project. So um, all credit to you and how you work with Stream Intelligence and all credit to um, Rehan and Mustafa and Shawfall, obviously, from when he was involved with Stream. So I think what would be useful there is for you to unpack a little bit more about the importance of data for Matahari. Obviously, you've started with the CRM plan, but um, some of the more strategic things you're doing with the data. Yes, actually, we we started uh, with Stream Intelligent back 2013, 14, something almost, uh, I think 10 years maybe uh, this year. And then uh, we know that uh, big data is very important, but we are lack of capability at that time, right? In terms of uh, we don't have analysts, we we don't have source, so we uh, engage with them, stream, yeah. and also introduce you with us, how we can uh, relaunch the Matahari Reward 
uh, pack repackaging the matahari with the strong value proposition. So, at we are, uh, stream, I mean, very incredible partner. Until now, we still engage with them. Uh, Shoreful, Mustafa, Raihan, even uh, next. Two weeks, uh, Mustafa and Rehan will visit me in Indonesia. So we're still working and having a, a weekly meeting with them. They start. They help us in terms of building our CRM journey. They help us in terms of uh, you know measuring every channel that we have, especially for CRM. Right? We built yeah. uh, the models. Uh, how we can build the uh, calculating, monitoring our ROI. How we having you know a very strategic in terms of uh, our segmentation uh, data and how we uh, seeing our customer behavior. This task, that task. You know, we have because we are running a business merchandising, and we are not uh, like a standalone store or like a specialty store. Like other, uh, we have so many brands. Yeah. So customer is very unique. They spend A and they spend B. They spend C. So we need to see their interest. So I think uh, in this case, Stream Intelligent help us a lot in terms of seeing. Uh, customer, our own customer, what is inside uh, uh, in their uh, behavior, especially, and uh, building the what next, right? Yeah. What next? So that become a challenge. How we can compete with our competitor, utilize and uh, our own data, right? Especially uh, over the pandemic, Amanda, um, being honest to you that we can survive uh, during this pandemic because we have that database we have a very strong database how we can monetize the database also with our partner so things like that so uh, we are engaging uh, with stream intelligence across i think across not only crm but also strategic thinking you know uh, to put in place uh, as our kpi year by year for the entire business yeah mm-hmm. so that's yeah, exactly what a customer centricity journey should be in retailing. You start with gathering the data, your first party data, and whether it comes through a loyalty program. And then, as you said, um, how it is being used for the broader business. So I think you mentioned the pricing strategy in such a market that is so price sensitive um, and how you're going to monetize the data. And I loved what you just said, that actually your loyalty program, because of that uh, access your members and therefore the data and intelligence you've got from your partnership with Stream Intelligence, you were able to survive the pandemic, which is a wonderful statement. And I'm really pleased that the relationship is still strong because they they really have got the smartest individuals <laughs> in that team. So awesome. Um, so coming out of that, um, I've I've was very impressed when we chatted a couple of weeks ago in preparation for this call at how your program has advanced in terms of its performance. Because when Truth was brought in to assist you, you brought us in to improve the program and some of your KPIs were lacking um, by default of you relaunching it. So since that relaunch, you shared with me um, some incredible KPIs. So um, would you please share those with with the listeners and we'll go through them because they really are impressive, and I think it's it's very generous of you to offer to share some of those. Yeah, sure. Actually, our management, our top management, even shareholder, they are very concerned about loyalty. So they invest a lot in loyalty also. That's why they're monitoring our KPI closely. Uh, our KPI currently, we are looking on the customer lifetime value, including, you know, an annual, an annual sales, right? The churn rate, retention. And then we also monitoring our number of visits. 
that's part of our KPI, number of visit, ticket size, uh, and then also uh, sales contribution for member. Currently, we are uh, on monthly basis, we are almost 80% from the total sales of Matahari is coming from member. So Lovely. even the highest one in our store, uh, now we already achieved 95% uh, sales. Oh, wow. So <laughs> particular store is already coming from member. So how important is this is uh, very important for us. Uh, we still can engage them, you know, through the CRM, WhatsApp, email, SMS, because SMS is still uh, one of the champion in Indonesia. Maybe not uh, outside Indonesia, yeah. Maybe, maybe already email in, in several countries. But in Indonesia, uniquely, we still engage with SMS, especially for the secondary city. So that's the, the strongest, I mean, channel currently for us, WhatsApp, SMS, email. Yeah, we can connect with them. We can, uh, we can inform them. You know, whatever we have. So I think member is very powerful currently for uh, Matahari. Uh, uh, in the future, I think also now we can survive. Uh, and shareholders seeing this as a as our future also. That's incredible. I mean, an eighty percent sales contribution is absolutely 80, 80%. eight zero. Yeah, it's absolutely globally. Uh, on a level with some of the top performing loyalty brands that we hear about. It's, so an 80% and then you mentioned the top store at 95%. I hope his KPIs are clearly ticked in the loyalty space. Um, can you share with us some of those targets? So you talked about average visits and um, churn rate and so on. What what are those targets? Because I think it'd be useful. Actually, uh, churn rate is we aiming for 20%, right? But uh, since pandemic, uh, there's a changes a lot. Now we are uh, by end of year uh, 2022, back to around 30. So this is our our next KPI in 2023, back, put it back into 20%. Yeah. That's the churn rate. And uh, customer lifetime value now, we already almost, I think it's around 7, 7 million and then uh, for visit, for visit is unique because our assisting customer uh, average is three point seven times, but for the new member uh, two thousand twenty two is around one point eight. So on average now is two point five. But basically for our loyal one, they can come and visit us around uh, five to six times in a year, Amanda. Okay, okay. So you're seeing that differentiation, yeah. Yeah. When you talked about customer lifetime value, you referred to 7 million. Obviously, that's Indonesian um, repair. So um, is that approximately 500 US dollars? No, let me... I did, a, I did a rough calculation. So uh, hmm. I think it's yeah. plus or minus 450 or 500 US dollars. Ah, yes, um, Yeah. Um, but that's very interesting what you said about the churn rate. So you're currently sitting sort of 10 percentage points higher than pre, pre-COVID. And now post the mm-hmm. pandemic, you're trying working very hard to get that back down. So yeah. while, whilst you're sitting with 7 million active members, you're obviously acquiring lots of new members every year in order to uh, compensate for that churn, which has come through since, since, the, COVID, yeah. since the pandemic. So, you, uh, sorry, when you mentioned about the customer lifetime value, I think uh, for full year, like 2000, uh, almost $850, uh, Amanda. Only for December is uh, seven. So 12.7 million 
uh, what we have in January, uh, year, to, year to date, 2022. So almost $850. Okay, I was way out. Sorry, thank you for correcting me. Okay, great. Okay, that's a very useful number for folks to understand. Thank you for correcting me. And yeah, I mean, you talked about new member acquisition last year was 3 million. So that's obviously the way you're managing to manage churn at the moment to <laughs> compensate for the higher churn number. So um, a huge number, 3 million in a year based on the fact that you've been around for a long time. So long may that continue. You're obviously doing something very, very right. Um, what I really wanted to also ask you, you mentioned it now about how important the, um, because the, you have these very clear KPIs that you had very very good management support. So can you talk a little bit about that, about the importance of that in a business? So that is certainly the impression I got whenever I've interacted with Matahari. We interacted with you, but also straight away with the managing director or CEO. It wasn't, it had the full support of the board um, at every decision. So could you talk a little bit about that and how important that is for you and your role? I think is uh, if you saw that we have been working with you and with Stream actually from ten years back, right? Even now, now our management is already changes, right? But they're still very, very concerned about loyalty. That's why uh, they invest in you know consultancy, right? They invest on the technology. Now we are on the big project. We call it ETP project um, because now our loyalty is not real time, Amanda. So one of the 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 weakness that we have currently now this year we're going to make it happen, right? Real-time uh, loyalty with our POS. So yeah. the big project management. The investment is very big, uh, How, uh, especially in technology with the CRM tools. We're building CRM tools, you know, the, the loyalty system, not mentioned the POS. So uh, connecting with partner real-time, something like that. So now we are really invest on this. This is one of the commitment from our uh, uh, shareholder, our management so I think that is uh, being seen since 10 years back uh, when they choose Stream Intelligent, you, you know, and some other consultancy that working with us. And we have a very closely monitoring, even the shareholder itself, monthly basis. I just finished uh, my presentation to them now, just now before uh, having this uh, uh interview with you so uh, they are concerned they're monitoring the kpi we do brainstorming and then they're hearing us you know and they're willing to invest that's a very good commitment that's why i'm here for 13 years i think because of the management <laughs> concern also about the loyalty but it, i think it's important to note that that isn't always the case so the fact that you are experiencing that really shows why Matahari Rewards can be so successful, not just because of the great work you're doing and the great work you're doing in partnership with Stream Intelligence, but also because strategically your board, your active executive team mm. are interested and invested in this and challenging the KPIs, listening to the innovation and brainstorming, and as you said, putting investment behind a new system. So I'm really pleased to hear that because I'm really pleased to hear that's continued because that was absolutely the impression I got a few years ago. Thanks for sharing that, Aying. Um, the, last, uh, the last question I really wanted to ask you was around trends in the Indonesian market, because the market is, I'm sure, very unknown to many of the listeners of Let's Talk Loyalty. What are the main trends you seeing coming through in the marketplace in Indonesia? 
Okay, after the pandemic, I think during the pandemic, uh, when online is very uh, massive, uh, you know, growing rapidly in Indonesia because the new normal people start, you know, uh, shopping online and then mostly the trend will be uh, leading by the online platform, right? They run a gamification, gamification on their platform. So now I think our customer, they get used to with the uh gamification usually they they love something straight away like i mentioned previously something that's a for offline nature yeah but for online they love gamification also they start uh, understand about the gamification so i think the trend is will be um, uh, more into uh, engaging something engaging like gamification they 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 love to and also driving like a uh, redemption so straight away they want to know what is the value what is my point Uh, uh, can be used, you know, what for? So they exactly now, even like banking industry, they start uh, burning their point in uh, merchants, right? Reading with the yeah. lower plus, something like that. Yeah, that still happen in Indonesia. And yeah, the customer also still love like a GWP, you know, PWP promotion in yeah. uh, yeah. business. Yeah, that still continue in Indonesian market. That's and also I remember very clearly that it's a mobile first market. I mean, years ago it was a mobile first market. It's not like it's suddenly advanced in mobile. Um, you said mm-hmm. so yourself again that SMS remains your primary channel. So um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's obviously then gamification, I assume, through through the mo- through mobile rather than any other channel. So yeah. thank you yeah. for sharing that. So Aing, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. It's just I just wanted to also mention that um Matahari is part of IGDS, which is yeah. the a department uh, association. store association, which is a Swiss-based mm. organization to bring together the best department stores around the world so they can share best practice. Um, it's been established right. since 1946. So I think yeah. that's how I met your company for the first time and actually met Stream Intelligence. And I think um, all credit as well to IGDS for the work they do for the department store industry around the world because they're able to showcase stunning brands such as Matahari and the great work you're doing, not only obviously in loyalty. Today we're focused on loyalty because that's what Let's Talk Loyalty is about, but in all aspects yeah. of uh, department store retailing. So um, I just thought that was worth a mention as well. I think I might actually then think about interviewing um, the IGDS team for Let's Talk Loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> it's given me yes, an idea. Yes, I think... They're going to give you a good source, right? Because they know everything. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a great interview as well. So anything else, Aying, before we finish our discussion today? Uh, I think that's a good discussion also, Amanda. Love talking to you. Love working with you also. I think you are also the most incredible person that I've been working as a consultant. <laughs> and I, that's why I'm I'm here. No, that's <laughs> very kind. Because thank of your guest today, yeah, because of you. And thank you for the opportunity for sharing in the session. And hope uh, uh, everyone uh, here that can learn and get the uh, something from this uh, session. Amanda. 
Well, thank you for sharing. That's exactly what Let's Talk Loyalty is about. It's for sharing and learning. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I have said this at the start of today's interview, and I'll say it again now, your generosity of spirit in terms of sharing your KPIs, because that isn't always an easy thing to ask people to share, really goes a long way and is very, very appreciated. So, Ing, it's a real pleasure and a privilege to reconnect with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Amanda. This show is brought to you by the Australian Loyalty Association, the leading organization for loyalty professionals in Asia Pacific. Visit their news and content hub for the latest loyalty insights from around the world. Or why not submit your own article for publication? For more information on their loyalty services and networking opportunities, visit australianloyaltyassociation.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.